Hi, this is Don Wilson, and if you're looking for Elvis, you're in the right place. TCB Radio Network. all you Elvis fans, this is Kristen Joy, founder of TCBRadioNetwork.com. And I'm your co-host of TCB Radio Network and Elvis tribute artist, Peter Alden. Welcome to the TCB Radio Network podcast. Get ready for some Elvis content and news you can use, where it's all Elvis, all the time. Interviews with authors, Elvis fan club presidents, artists, musicians, and of course, close personal friends of Elvis Presley, people who knew him. Thank you for tuning in. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy. It's time for the TCB Radio Network Podcast. Our guest today holds a Bachelor of Arts degree in writing with a concentration on creative writing with a minor in sociology from the University of Pittsburgh at Bradford, and he's been freelancing for the last 16 years, so obviously super smart, but he also might just be one of the toughest guys we've ever had on the show. He is the owner and head instructor at Miller's Kenpo Karate and a fifth degree black belt. He founded TCB Publications and has co-authored a brand new book with Dave Hebler called The Elvis Experience. Elvis Presley's bodyguard and karate instructor shares his memories of Elvis the person. ElvisInfoNet.com says the book is, quote, a welcome addition to the burgeoning Elvis library and one that will be appreciated by many fans. Michael Miller, welcome to TCB Radio Network. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's nice to be here. Well, we appreciate your time, Michael. Um, Now, with a company named TCB Publications, is it safe to say that you are an Elvis fan? Absolutely. Yes. I, uh, you know, growing up, what's funny is my my dad has been an Elvis fan his whole life. And so when I was growing up, I was pretty familiar with a lot of Elvis songs. And, and yes, I am definitely a fan. <laughs> I love that. So what is your guess? We, we like to ask a lot of our guests this question. Why do you think Elvis has so much staying power and people are still talking about him today? Well, uh, there's probably several reasons, but uh, obviously he was an icon. You know, one thing that I, you know, I've always said is there's only maybe a handful of people that when you say just their first name, you know exactly who you're talking about. Now you got Elvis, you got Oprah. You know, you got Ellen, you got people like that where you know exactly who you're talking about without having to say their last name. And Elvis is one of them. And of course, I mean, I think personally, because of what he did to to music, I mean, he was kind of a, he, he kind of had a different uh, sound and changed over. I guess they called it like rockabilly. The way he moved was kind of different. And he was like, um, he was very charismatic. He had that character that just, really really stood out i mean this this for me of course he died august 16th 1977 i wasn't even born until 1979 but i've known who he was pretty much my whole life and i feel like i've known him personally just because of the relationship i have with dave hebler and you know how, how many fans that uh, elvis has had and obviously now with youtube uh you can you can look up many many of his performances and things like that so uh, my, my daughter's 11 she knows who elvis is you know so <laughs> that's great that's yeah. a lot right there. <laughs> oh yeah. So now the the thing of the neat thing about our show is 
obviously the the people who've been Elvis fans uh, all their lives are, are listening, but we also get brand new people who just they're just getting into Elvis. They don't know a whole lot about him, and they're not really super familiar with the circle. So I have a two part question for you, um, and I'll I'll give you the first part first, and and then uh, and then I'll follow up with it, but. Basically, uh, Michael, uh, we need for you to explain for some of the newer Elvis fans just who Dave Hebler was to Elvis. Sure, not a problem. Well, Dave Hebler was one of uh, Ed Parker's top students. Ed Parker is the founder of American Kempo Karate. And uh, so back in the late 50s, early 60s, Dave was one of Ed's top students. Dave Hebler was actually the first person to ever be promoted to fifth degree black belt, sixth degree black belt, and seventh degree black belt under Ed Parker. One time they were having a black belt uh, workout, and this would have been in like early 72, and Elvis Presley walked in because Elvis and Ed Parker were, were friends at that time. And so when Elvis walked in, he was watching the workout, and then Elvis decided, hey, I want to I want to work out with these guys. And what happened was when Elvis went to work out, the person that was his partner was Dave Hebler. So Dave was was kind of working with Elvis on the moves that they were doing, the particular moves they were doing during that time. And Elvis really liked Dave. So it was right after that, it was, if I remember correctly, it was like a, a few days later, Elvis called Ed Parker and said that he wanted to meet with he and Dave Hebler because he, he really took a liking to Dave. Well, so they, they ended up meeting at Elvis's house and that's when Elvis gave Dave one of his TCB necklaces that, that he gave his inner circle. And then he uh, told Dave that he wanted him to become one of his bodyguards. So this was in 1972. And then, so obviously Dave accepted. He'd be a fool not to, you know. Yeah. I mean, Elvis, you know, Elvis Presley wants to hire you to be one of his bodyguards, you know. This is the king of rock and roll. He's probably the most famous person at that time. Still one of the most famous people ever, in my opinion. Yeah, nobody's um, going to just say, oh, geez, let me think about it. <laughs> exactly. So that's what started their relationship. And then what happened was Elvis was really into martial arts. Like, he loved martial arts. He loved all different types of martial arts. And he started when he was in the Army, Elvis did. And he, he took uh, a form of karate when he was in the Army. And then uh, when he met with Dave, he would train, Dave would train him and the other bodyguards, Red and Sonny West and some of the other guys, uh, Dave would train all those guys while they were on the road. You know, little stuff like in the hotel room or things like that. It was never a formal martial arts class per se, but they would just work out with each other. And uh, so Dave ended up becoming not only Elvis's bodyguard, which he, which he was for four years, 72 to 76, but also his personal martial arts instructor. Because even though Ed Parker is the one that promoted Elvis to his high rankings of black belt, which, by the way, Elvis was a ninth-degree black belt under Ed Parker. He got his eighth under Ed Parker, and he got his ninth under Ed Parker. Which, by the way, a lot of people don't know that uh, there's only two people who ever got a ninth-degree black belt under Ed Parker, and Elvis is one of them. Wow. Yeah, and that's the truth. And it's funny, though, that Dave, being Elvis's instructor was a lower rank than, El- than Elvis was. Because <laughs> uh, El- the day Elvis got his eighth degree was the day that Dave Hebler got his seventh degree. And But yet Dave was Elvis's instructor. <laughs> wow. So it's kind of fun. It's kind of funny how that works. But obviously it was Elvis, and, and Elvis did a lot for Ed Parker. 
and Elvis did a lot for the art of American Kenpo, which is the art that Ed Parker founded. So that's basically how Dave Hebler and and Elvis got together and formed their relationship. Okay. Now, while you were talking, of course, I thought of another question. So I've <laughs> so sure. I'm asking this. As, as much for myself, uh, because I don't know a whole lot about belts and, and the degrees. So could you just sure. kind of explain a little bit how how the degrees work after you after you hit the black, or are there degrees for the other colors as well? I, I just don't yeah. know. Technically, uh, every style or slash system, okay, you can call them system, you can call them style. All it means is it's a different form of, of an art, has its own belt ranking system. So but I will say that most of them are pretty similar. Now, in American Kempo, which is the system that Dave and I do, and Ed Parker taught, and, and Elvis did later on in his life, because he was already a black belt in another system before he started taking Kempo under. He trained a little bit with Ed Parker, but he also trained with, obviously, Dave Hebler. Well, in the Kempo system, everybody, and, and this is for every, every system, everybody starts as a white belt, but in the Kempo system, it goes yellow, orange, purple, blue, green, and then there's three degrees of brown. You have third degree brown, second degree brown, first degree brown, so it goes down the ladder, and then you got 10 degrees of black, which go up the ladder. So when you become a black belt, it's called a first degree black belt. And it goes to second degree, then the third degree, then the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth. Ed Parker was a tenth, and like I said, he, he ended up promoting Elvis to a ninth. He promoted Dave Hebler, to a seventh before he died, because Ed Parker died in 1990. So, I mean, he was young. He was only, if I remember correctly, he was like 52 or 53, something somewhere around there. Oh, wow. When he passed away of a heart attack. That's very young. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, that, yeah, that's the difference in degrees. Now, as far as how do you how do you go from, like, first degree to second degree to third, that varies depending on the curriculums and depending on the uh, instructor. Mostly in Ed Parker's system, once you're a third-degree black belt, it's not like you're learning anything new, per se. It's just, what are you doing for the art? Like, are you, are you running a school? Are you writing books? Are you teaching seminars around the world? Whatever it may be, and, and having, like, years of experience. So, you know, okay, I've got another five years of experience under my belt. And then you get promoted to fourth degree, and so on and so forth. So, basically, especially when Ed Parker was alive, he was the only one really promoting his students, and then his students were promoting their students. And with Ed Parker, it was like, you know, when he felt like promoting someone, like for Elvis, for instance, he felt like Elvis deserved an eighth degree black belt, so he gave him an eighth. And then it was a couple years later, he felt that Elvis deserved a ninth. Because you got to understand, Elvis did a lot for Kempo. He had, even on one of his guitars, we have this uh, patch, this logo. It's a, it's a crest. That, that you put out like above your heart well uh, elvis had a sticker of it that he put on one of his guitars and he, he would be playing in front of thousands and thousands of people promoting that sticker and then he, and then during some of his concerts that ed parker was there he would always introduce ed parker to the crowd and tell the crowd who ed parker was and blah 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 you know so he really did a lot there were times where he attended ed parker's uh, tournaments like ed parker yeah, in the martial arts world, he was responsible for the most prestigious tournament that ever existed for martial arts. Uh, it was called the IKCs, International Karate Championships. And that's where all these famous martial artists, the reason they're famous was because of that tournament. You know, Chuck Norris, all, Mike Stone, 
okay. guys like that. Right. They're, they, they, that's the tournament they won to get their name out there in the karate world. This was, of course, before Chuck Norris became an actor, you know? Right. right. He, he obviously became a lot more famous when he was on in movies. But as far as the martial art world goes, the IKCs was the tournament you wanted to win if you wanted to make a name for yourself. Okay. And the reason I go, I go off on that tangent is because there were times where Elvis would make an appearance there. And then people, when people knew ahead of time, Elvis is going to be here, all of a sudden, <laughs> the numbers grew. Right. Big, big right. <laughs> you know? I'm but, so uh, glad yes. you explained all that, Michael, because I'm sure I'm not the only one that has always wondered, did Elvis really earn all those belts, or were they just, oh, he's Elvis, I'm going to give him whatever he wants. But I love how you answered the question before I even asked it. That's really cool. Yeah. I didn't know all that stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and again, it's, it's subjective. You know, the way I look at any belt, it's subjective because I always say you can put a hundred black belts in the same system, even under the same instructor, and they're all different. Everybody's different. Not everybody's the same. You're not supposed to be. But it's one of those things. Some people are better kickers than others. Some people have better hand speed. Some people are better at grappling. Some people are better at uh, punching. You know, and, and it's like... Not everybody's going to be equally great at everything. So, so the when you get promoted, it is under the discretion of your direct instructor, and his discretion or her discretion might be different than somebody else's. So, who I think is good enough to be a black belt, Dave Hedler might say, "No, they're not good enough under his direction." Right. Okay. But that's how that works. Okay. We'll be right back with today's interview after this announcement from Cruisin' with the King. Are you ready to celebrate Elvis and cast your cares away with us on Royal Caribbean's Enchantment of the Seas? Non-stop activities, VIP gift bags, daily exclusive private performances by the co-host of TCB Radio Network, Peter Alden, and other big-name artists. This is Krista Joy, founder of TCB Radio Network, and I'll be on board too. Join us for Cruising with the King aboard Royal Caribbean's Enchantment of the Seas, sailing April 1st through 5th, 2019. You'll meet Elvis's co-star from Kissin' Cousins, Cynthia Pepper, his personal nurse and good friend Marion Cock, plus many talented performers celebrating the king of rock and roll. Karaoke, Elvis Bingo with up to $500 in prizes, Elvis on a Shelf, door decorating contest, question and answer session with Elvis's nurse Marion Cock, special group t-shirts, up close and personal interactions with the performers, and many opportunities for impromptu selfies are all included. Be sure to use code PA1 for a special gift. Details, video, and more can be found at tcbradionetwork.com. Just type CRUISE in the search bar. Join us April 1st through 5th, 2019 on Royal Caribbean for Cruising with the King. Be sure to use booking code PA1. All right, well, Michael, here's this was okay. Now I'm going to ask you the original follow-up question I had. <laughs> so we've talked about Dave Hebler and who he was to Elvis, but since you're involved in this project now, tell us who Dave Hebler is to you, and how did you kind of first form your relationship with him? Okay, well, um, I was a fourth-degree black belt when I first met Dave Hebler, and I met him in. in uh, well, I should preface this with. 
I had a phone conversation with him prior to meeting with him. Uh, it was about a year before I'd met him. It was regarding a women's self-defense program that Dave founded. That's how I first talked with him. Well, then I met him. It was February 2007, and it was in West Palm Beach, Florida at a big Kempo camp where Dave was one of the instructors. <clears throat> so, you know, I went, to, I went to that camp, and he already knew who I was. I already knew who he was, of course. It's just for the first time we met face-to-face, and then we hung out and everything. And then at that point, I became, I talked to him about becoming a certified instructor under him for what he had. He called it the Gift of Power uh, Foundation which is empowering women and children. And it was a big thing at that time. So I became one of four people underneath him to teach his program. So he ended up becoming one of my instructors. So I, I actually had four instructors at that time. Uh, he was one of them. And then we just got together several, several times every year since then. I brought him into my school. I, I, I live in Bradford, Pennsylvania. So I, but I brought him into my school a few times to do seminars. And that's how we formed a good relationship, and we've had a great relationship ever since. So what made you decide to co-author this book with Dave? Okay, well, uh, Dave knows, obviously, because he knows me real well. He knows that I'm a writer. I like to say full-time, but because when you write, I mean, it, it's a lot of work. But I run a full-time martial arts school, so my writing is technically part-time. But he knew that I was a professional writer, and because we're friends, he knew I wasn't going to screw him over. Because he's had people in the past want him to write technically write this book and we're talking some high profile writers but he didn't trust them because what happened with the first book that was what happened the tabloid journalist who wrote the book after interviewing dave and sunny and red west the, the tabloid journalist and the publisher put in that book all this negative stuff they, like they left out all the good stuff that they said about elvis just to, to be a big controversial book but anyway he didn't want that happening to him again he wanted this book written to show people how he really felt about Elvis and, and that he was he loved Elvis and he wanted that to come out in these stories that he tells in this book. So, you know, that that's basically how he got a hold of me and said, hey, I know you're a writer. Will you write this for me? I said, absolutely. That's what we did. And I, I, it's the quickest book I've ever written in my life. And what I mean by that is normally when I write a book, I take my good old time. <laughs> like I, I mean, I, I mean, we're talking. One of my 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 book previous to this one took me four years to write because I, I didn't have a timeline. I was just kind of taking my time. I wanted to be right. So with this book, we had a timeline because we wanted it to be published for Elvis Week in August. So I wrote this entire book in four months, which is very fast for me, especially running a full time martial arts school on top of that. So I mean, I really worked hard every day, at least three hours a day to get this thing done so that it would be published on time. And I actually got it published uh, two weeks ahead of time. So it was published in, it was like third week of July. So what would you say to an Elvis fan that was maybe hesitant for whatever reason, things that happened in the past, anybody that's hesitant to buy the book, what would you say to them? Well, you know, my thing is, if you're a diehard Elvis fan, and, and you, you collect anything Elvis, basically, because I know a lot of his fans do, especially when it comes to like, books and if you know i know i realize there's so many different elvis books out there of course a lot of them aren't first person like like with dave dave actually knew elvis dave actually worked for elvis they have a lot of good times together they had some you know not so good times as well but that's a lot of good times together so it's a personal book i mean this is something that i know that if you're a really really true elvis fan you want to know as much as you can about them you want to know from the people who were there you want to know 
hey, you know, what was Elvis like? What did Elvis do? Blah, blah, blah. So I would encourage them, whatever your opinion is of, of Dave Hebler or anything like that, I would encourage them just to check it out anyway, because there's a lot of good stories in this book, all positive. Yes, Dave does touch base on some of the negative stuff, but he does it from his position of, he was there, and this is this is what happened, and he just wants everybody to understand the truth behind the matter. But 90% of, of this book is all positive stories of what he went through with Elvis. I, I think you're right. I think true Elvis fans are going to want to know and have to understand there's good and there's bad, but, um, but you know, that's the kind of that's the kind of thing that happens. Uh, yeah. But the one thing we had a chance to talk to earlier in, in an earlier show, we had a chance to talk to uh, Mindy Miller, one of uh, mm-hmm. one of Elvis's girlfriends, and she relayed a, a story that we thought was really cute. And I'm just I don't know if it's in Dave's book, but she was having real trouble flying and got so scared that she said Dave Hebler had to actually <laughs> pick her up and carry her off the Lisa Marie. <laughs> that's funny. No, no, actually, that that's the first time hearing that story, to be honest with you. So that's not in the book. But I do know, I don't know Mindy personally, but I know of her through Dave. Yeah, well, she was she was the one that suggested we get in touch with Dave to have him on the show. So um, so she loves him, and, and she told us that story, and I thought that was funny. So Yeah, that is. That's awesome. All right. Now, Michael, we want to know how can people get this book? Well, uh, there, there's a few different ways. I guess the easiest way is it's available on, on Amazon.com. There's a soft cover copy and an ebook. So you could do either one of those directly from Amazon, or if you want an autographed copy from Dave Hebler, a uh, personalized copy. Uh, in the writing world, we call it an inscribed copy, but sometimes when I say that, people don't know what I mean. But if you want that uh, autographed, all you got to do is send Dave Hebler an email, and that's at dhebler at gmail.com, and then just let him know that, hey, I want an autographed copy of your book, and, and he will walk you through the process. Pretty simple, simple process. Okay, great. And I know you're not his publicist, but or his uh, promoter. But I was curious: do you guys have any book tours planned, or is he doing any speaking? You know, we don't at the moment. But that's something that I've been talking talking to him about because I obviously it's important that he gets out there and promotes this. So uh, we don't have anything carved in stone yet. However, other than I am bringing him into my place next year. Uh, we don't have a direct date yet, but in 2019, we're going to do a little book book signing thing in, in my hometown. That I encourage Dave to do as many as possible. All right. Well, with that, we want to refer everybody back to the review on ElvisInfo.net. It's a great review, obviously a very well-respected site in the Elvis world. Nigel Patterson has written a several paragraph in-depth review. You can check out there. Pick up your copy of The Elvis Experience. Elvis Presley's bodyguard and karate instructor shares his memories of Elvis the person. You can get it on Amazon and also on Michael's website as well. Or you can even email uh, this very special email, dhebler at gmail.com. If you're interested in an autographed copy, just remember to be patient on that one. If you go through Amazon, they'll put it in the mail tomorrow. <laughs> but if you, yeah. if you send the email out, then we'll make sh- they'll make sure that Dave autographs it and uh, gets it to you that way if you're interested in an autographed copy. Right, Michael? That's correct, yes. And your site is michaelmiller.com? That's correct. Yep, that's my writing site. Yep. Okay. 
Excellent. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. Michael, we have so appreciated your time. We're looking forward to hearing more great news, great reviews coming back on the book, and we hope you'll keep in touch with us here at TCB Radio Network. Thank you. I appreciate it. Will do. Great. Thank you so much, Michael. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to our show today. Don't forget to subscribe to TCB Radio Network on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast platform. By subscribing, you'll get a notification as soon as our latest episode drops. While you're at it, please rate us with a five-star review. This will help other Elvis fans find our show. Also, this just in, you can now subscribe to our podcast episodes on YouTube. We also have a YouTube channel that includes archived episodes of our Facebook Live broadcasts and more. You can find links to this and so much more at tcbradionetwork.com. We'd also like to thank Lee Douglas of Old Time Rock and Roll, always found at www.oldtimernr.com, for converting our show to iTunes. We appreciate you, Lee. Be sure to check out Lee's fantastic site and listen to his weekly shows, all oldies music with no commercials. TCB Radio Network is strictly a fan publication, not affiliated in any way with Elvis Presley Enterprises or any of its affiliates or subsidiaries. Please visit us online at tcbradionetwork.com. All trademarks, product names, company names, and logos mentioned are the properties of their respective owners. All opinions stated within do not necessarily reflect the opinions of anyone else, and certainly not Elvis Presley Enterprises. Still the King, our theme song for TCB Radio Network podcast, was written by Shane Douglas, produced by Terry Fullwider at Blue Spot Studios, and performed by Peter Alden and his band, Crown Electric Company, featuring David Fontana, son of Elvis Presley's original drummer, DJ Fontana, on drums. Elvis Presley is still the king.